Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. What's up, everybody? We hope you've had a great week. Thanks for listening today. Uh, We're your hosts. I'm Daniel. And I'm Bonnie. And uh, we are sitting on the back porch recording this podcast on a crazy hot day. It is hot, but But it's the most quiet place we could find in the house. Um, That's true. And uh, or around our house, you might hear some noises outside, maybe some people cutting their grass, things like that. But it's trying to keep it real. Yeah, it more, real. more quiet than our nothing fancy than the kids um, in the background. But we can't really go anywhere right now because once again we are on lockdown. We are quarantined again, and yes. uh, this is what happened. I took a test uh, Wednesday. I was around. Um, Somebody in our office that uh, that had uh, tested positive for COVID. For COVID, and I was already feeling like from the weekend, even before I got around this person, like maybe I had some heat exhaustion from just being out for a couple of days and ninety-five degree heat working out of it. And then I was around this person, and I was exhausted for days. Yeah. And because we were opening up as a church, and because we were looking to, you know, get things back open. Uh, there's a responsibility to take the test. So I went and got a COVID test, and um, we don't know yet. So we're stuck at home until I get my results back. And uh, yeah. I feel fine, but now Josie's not feeling well. Yeah. And you got a little cough, so you might hear that through the podcast. Yeah, so, so we don't know what's going on. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on with us. And so we like to talk about things. You can't catch it, like, through the podcast. Can you? No, I'm pretty sure that they're safe if they're okay, listening. Okay, y'all are safe, so yep. don't worry. But we do like to talk about stuff on our podcast that that's going on with us in our marriage or in our lives. And um, we have recently been really studying some stuff like individually, like in our own Bible studies at, at the church or through our own individual Bible studies or um, separately. And then we've come back together and kind of been talking about this like a lot lately. Well, I've, I've also had a lot like in counseling sessions, I've had people worried and concerned over this and then my bible study my men's group we've you know we've talked about this and um and it's it's the issue of the day it's what's going on in this world Mm -hmm. yeah well and not just what's going on in this world but i mean everybody's seeing the memes like okay so what chapter of revelation are we in today (laughs) because that is the question is like are the things that are happening in the United States right now, are those things, or in our world, what do they have to do with end-time events, or do they have anything to do with it? Because people are all of a sudden curious, and I'm sure throughout the ages people have been curious yeah. and thought, oh, it can't get any worse, or all the terrible thing, things that are going on. But just so you know, let us preface this by saying this is going to be a long-form podcast today, Yes, because we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so you, if you listen to this on your drive to work and it's longer than 30 minutes, you're going to want to listen to this in a couple of couple of mm-hmm. episodes. But here's the reason we're tackling this. And this is a marriage podcast and we try to keep everything marriage-centric, but we do feel like this affects marriages and families and mm-hmm. we're going to come back around to that at the end. But also we believe that what is most personal in our life is most universal. And we, we say that a lot around our church and um, meaning, if we're thinking about it, if I've got people coming in for counseling sessions thinking about it, Bible study questions, or every, everybody's thinking about it, then yeah. chances are people in podcast lane, you're thinking about it too. And, uh, and so we just kind of want these things to flow out of what yeah. we're going through in our marriage and what we're studying in our Bible studies. Well, I'm going to be honest. We've kind of gone back and forth about whether or not to talk about this on the podcast because it's kind of a taboo topic so to speak because when i mean we've all known those we've seen on tv those crazy people who are making these predictions that the world's gonna end and Mm -hmm. get right or get left and um, standing on street corners holding up signs and if you um, go to if you go to any kind of college or professional game you see the guy there with the sign yeah they're everywhere and it, it most christians don't talk about it at all and most christians don't have we just don't have an understanding of it and matter of fact if you bring it up you're kind of weird you know you're those crazy christians you believe all that yeah and i think most christians know this is going to happen strictly because they believe the bible if Mm -hmm. you know but we still we don't talk about it we don't study it and you know i think i think hollywood has made it you know glamorized in, in fantasy with movies like Armageddon, the end of day type movies, you know. All the all the stuff that makes 
like say the Safa. Yeah, For most people, yeah. it's Safa. Um, so anything that's been you know science fictionized or so to speak, well, it's not going to happen. That's just crazy talk. Well, and be truthful. It does sound sci-fi. It does. When you think it about the, the Lord's return and you think about the end of days, it sounds like a Hollywood movie, mm-hmm. like it's too crazy to actually happen. Well, in this conversation right here, the topic, we may lose some people for good on this conversation. <laughs> and that's that's another reason that we... Unsubscribe. Yeah. but um, And another reason people don't want to talk about it is that we're afraid that maybe we're not scholastic enough. We don't know enough. We, maybe we're we're not we haven't figured it all out. Which I'm going to say that's right where now, we fall. That's where we fall. We're not scholastic enough to figure all this stuff out and say that we're smart enough. But we I mean, we're students of the Bible. We're yeah. going to study it and we're going to learn and we're going to ask God to show us what's real yeah. and um, what we can take from it. Yeah, we both went to a, a Christian Bible college where we had New Testament, Old Testament. We learned a little bit about this. I went to seminary. Look, I. I had a little bit of it in in um, in a class, but that wasn't what I studied. I studied no. counseling and leadership, and so yeah. you know, so what we're coming today with comes out of our mostly out of our personal study and you mm-hmm. know other pastors we learn to, other theologians yeah. uh, we listen to and learn from, and different things like that. So. If, First, I think we need to lay out what we're not doing. Let's put people's mind at ease. We're not saying that we're going to predict the end of the world. We're not saying we're going to predict, okay, Jesus is going to come back on this day. Let me just say this. If anybody has said that, you need to turn them off, not listen to them at all, because they have, nobody knows Well, Jesus said that. He said, nobody knows the day. He said, I don't even know the date. At that time, when Jesus said that, he didn't know. Now, I don't know if he knows today or not, um, since he's gone up back into heaven, but basically, he's saying, I don't know if somebody tells you, don't believe them. So that's a great sign. If yep. somebody tells you a date, then it ain't going to be that date. Oh, and people have, people through the times, you know, watch the moon because all this stuff's going to happen because the moon's been going, doing these things. And if they tell you a date, they're wrong. Yep. And we're not, here's something else we're not going to do. We're not going to tell you to sell everything and move off the grid because everything you're just about to, you know, we're not going to tell you to do that. Although. Uh, you might like that. I would love to <laughs> move off the grid in a tiny house. In the ma- oh, that'd be awesome. I know so you I would. I say that, but if I did it, I'd miss people. And you true. would. I mean, this quarantine's made you a little bit crazy it about is. being away from people. But, so, yeah. We're not telling you to do that. Another thing we're not telling you to do is we're not telling you to take a cardboard sign and stand outside of a sports stadium on a street corner, you know, preaching the end is near. That's not what we're saying. No, but we Jesus did say you need to watch and be ready and be aware of the times and know what the signs are. Um, and so we do want to talk about that. And we're just normal people trying to unpack this like like you are. And so the question is, do today's events have anything to do with the end of the world? And how, if so, how should my family respond to it? And that's what we're going to talk about. Gosh, it does, doesn't it? It feels, yes. it feels like the end of the world. It is a new world, though. Oh, who would have thought back in, you know, when we started 2020, who would have thought we would be in July, August, and, and look around? I remember, I'll say this, I remember at Christmas seeing the news a little bit, pictures of people in China wearing masks everywhere they went, and I, I thought, know. that is just weird. It was just like something happening over there. Yes. It would never happen to no. us. No, and, and now there are grocery stores that say that you're required to wear a mask to come inside. There are restaurants who won't serve people without masks. There's, you know, we're, at the time this is recorded, school, we don't, we're still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen but, with school. But our kids time. will probably be wearing masks at school. Yeah, if they're in school. If they're in school. I mean, by Kobe the time and I went, airs, We went to Six Flags last week, and you have to wear a mask at Six Flags. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is. The new norm. Not, that is not fun. No. <laughs> no. 95 degree weather. No, <laughs> but it's the line. new norm. And so many things that I never thought, oh, this is normal. All of a sudden in just within a couple of months, mm-hmm. I mean, who would have ever thought we'd be quarantined to our houses as long as we were and all the things going on. It's insane. So this whole question of the end of the age. It's not a new question. No. This is a question that people have been asking for centuries. As a matter of fact, Jesus' disciples... Mm-hmm. asked him and um and the thing about it is i don't think as christians we realize this 
that scripture talks more about Christ's second coming mm-hmm. than it did his first coming. It's, you mean prophecies? Prophecies. Yeah, that's Prophesied true. Prophesied more about the second coming than it did his first coming. So that says to me, God wants us to understand it. Mm-hmm. God wants us to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. He, we won't know a date, but he wants us to talk about this kind of thing, mm-hmm. and we're not. No, you're right. Because we'll be weirdos. Yeah, and nobody wants to be a weirdo. No. Nobody wants people to stop subscribing to their podcast. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Please don't. So Matthew 24 and Luke 21, both of those places, and what we're going to do, we're going to throw out a lot of little passages. We're going to put all this in the show notes. So if you'll go yeah. to the website, all the show notes will be there. Um, if you want to dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to give some resources as well where we've gotten our information. But Matthew 24 and Luke 21 what happened there, Bonnie? Jesus' disciples asked him about it. Yep, they're sitting there talking. They're saying, basically they say, okay, so when is the end of the age going to happen? When, and when, what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Man, those guys could not be satisfied. They're standing there <laughs> with, with the Son of God, and they're like, what's for dinner? What's next? When are you going to come back? It's like, yep. you're standing there with Jesus. Just enjoy yep. your time with him. Yeah, they're sitting there talking, and they're wanting to know. So when, what are the things about the end of the age? And so what happens is he actually answers them, and he tells them stuff that's going to happen at the end of the world, as we know it, <laughs> um, and he he starts telling them. And so in, in this passage, Luke 21, 10 through 11 is what I want to read really quick, but it says, then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just two verses now there are so many other things he says in that whole in matthew 24 and luke 21 and Mm -hmm. um there's a lot but that kind of is stuff that i've heard people like kind of zero in on earthquakes famines and pesticides is that what it says pestilences Uh okay that's not a word we use normally but um let's talk about those things though okay so the first thing i thought was really interesting is you know you hear nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom you've always heard there'll be wars and rumors of wars there's been wars like for hundreds forever thousands of years forever there's been wars but that the words there nation against nation we think that's like okay united states against china or you know russia against japan Mm -hmm. but that's not what the word nation there means it's it's taken from a word ethnos which sounds like what ethnic ethnicity right and what that's really talking about is nationality or people groups I think we've, against people we've kind of had that in the United States here lately. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, that's gone on for centuries in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, but we're and seeing that. it's gone that. on for years here. Yes, yes. It's not anything new here. And kingdom against kingdom, that is country and, and um, nations, you know, as we know them. What right? about pesticides? Pesticides. Pestilence. That is a, a strange word. But the definition of, of pestilence is a deadly or virulent, is that, does I say that right? Virulent. Sure. Epidemic disease. Okay, that what does virulent mean? It's a, in virulent or epidemic disease is intensely noxious, causing clinical symptoms, highly infective, malignant, or deadly. Yeah, Those kind of things are going to be that, around. Uh, sounds familiar. And Jesus goes on in that same, in chapter 24, he talks about that um, lawlessness will be increased. And because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. So yeah, that's, that's happened here lately too. Lawlessness has increased. Mm-hmm. However, what we're not saying is all of those things that he's saying is going to happen, mm-hmm. the, the kingdom against kingdom and the pestilence and all that kind of stuff, that happens after a specific event, mm-hmm. not right now, which we're going to say in a minute. So it, here's the question. Are the things we're seeing today in the U.S., coronavirus, racial tensions, movements to defund law enforcement, murder hornets, <laughs> plagues of locusts in Africa, really, yeah. it's like Exodus. Yeah. Does that mean the world's coming to an end? Well, okay, so Jesus said when you see these things happening that we just talked about, when you see these things, it's just the beginning of birth pains. Yeah. Okay. So if you, you're a woman and you have been through labor, which I'll, I will go ahead and say, I have not. I mean, I ha- we have two children, but one was by adoption and one was by C-section. So I did not planned C-section. Planned C-section, you know, scheduled. So I did not have all those birth pains that going through labor. But what I understand from what I understand 
you start having those waves of pain, and then it will stop. We had waves of pain just another way. Yes, and then that pain will come back and will last longer and get worse, and then it'll back off, and then it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse. So that's what he's saying there is that you'll see these things happening in waves that things will get worse, and then you'll think, oh, we're in a little bit of peace. Oh, no, here it comes again. It's back, and you'll see. And it'll get increase and get faster and faster and faster and faster. And then... He said, then that's when you're going to know that it's going to happen. So um, the answer is is yes. Worldwide issues are setting the stage for what the world is going to look like when Jesus comes back. Yeah. And I, I personally don't think that what we're seeing with the coronavirus mm-hmm. is the pestilence it's talking about. No. That pestilence it's talking about is going to work, wipe out a major a major section of the world's so like population. A, yeah, like a third, third or a fourth. I can't yeah, something like two. that. And um, so, but I don't think this is the pestilence it's talking about. I don't even think the race riots in the United States is what exactly Jesus is talking about. Mm -hmm. However, we do think that it's setting the stage for what the world will look like when he comes back. So maybe... Moving pieces into place. That's right. Everything's got to start somewhere. Yes. So if you're listening today and you have no idea what the end times are, look like there's a series of events that are going to happen and the bible lays out clearly now maybe you don't believe the bible in its totality and listen that's that's your prerogative but i just want to say if you study this at any depth and you begin to look at old testament prophecy Mm -hmm. that was written thousands of years ago four thousand years ago or so starting with abraham and even before and you work up you will begin to see that it is like clockwork. It's crazy. Everything that was prophesied from the Old Testament all the way through the New, all the way up to today, and we're going to explain a little bit of it, has come true Mm -hmm. in the exact way that it said it. You don't even have to twist the words. No. You know, and so study it. Yeah. If you don't believe it, study it. So what we want to do real quick, and um, and this will be a nutshell, is give you a little end times rundown, meaning these are the events that are going to happen. As we see foretold in Scripture through yes. different prophets, through Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, and then through Jesus Christ and through his disciples, yep. through in First Thessalonians and through Matthew and Luke. We see it all throughout the different prophets before Jesus told about Jesus coming. And then Jesus even said, all right, here's what to look for. You're going to have to dispute the entire Bible, not just one book, not just one verse, not yeah. just one person to, to dispute these events. Because yes. this is a ribbon that runs through the entirety of scripture. And so we're going to start, we can't go all the way back to the beginning, but we believe that the end times started in 1948. So that was what 70 years ago, Mm -hmm. 72 years ago. Well, I'll say we've been living in the end times since Jesus was here because he said from here on, you know, basically I could come back at any time. He said that he told his disciples, so we we are living, we've all since Jesus been living in the end. And when you take that in the totality of human history, yes, okay, yeah, that is the end times, the last couple thousand years. So, but why are we starting in 1948? So this, something happened in 1948 that was prophesied in the book of Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Amos, Matthew. The nation of Israel had been scattered and, and broken up and lived all over the place since 70 AD. Now, that was prophesied several thousand years before it happened. Yes. That was foretold in Ezekiel that that would happen, that yes. the nation, they had actually been pro- uh, scattered in the Old Testament. They came back together. And then their second scatter was prophesied, and it happened exactly the way he prophesied it. Yes. So 70 AD, mm-hmm. the temple was destroyed, mm-hmm. and the nation of Israel was scattered to the corners of the globe. Now, Israel, in, in Israel, they had built a temple, a place of worship, and that's where the Israelites worshiped. They believed the presence of God dwelled there, and they would go there to worship. And it was in Jerusalem. And it was destroyed during this time. Jesus said that was going to happen. He That's part of Matthew 24. He's telling his, his disciples, okay, so they're talking about how beautiful it is. And they're like, he's like, well. Nothing's you know. going to be standing here anymore, fellas. And they're like, what? And so it happened, just like he said. So they were all dispersed, sent everywhere. And they didn't have to wait too long. It was, no. you know, yes. a handful of years. So everything since then has just been setting the stage. So we believe that 
there will be, here's something else that's going to happen, we believe. So, so oh, let's, wait, we oh, got to go finish ahead. 1948. Oh, go ahead, sorry. So in 1948, just as Ezekiel's right, right. prophecy and prediction uh have you know was said was written about the nation of Israel came back they did not exist as a nation since 70 AD Mm -hmm. until 1948 and Ezekiel said they will come back together these dry bones will come back together and the nation of Israel came back together in 1948 which when else has that ever happened that a nation that was completely decimated would come back into the same homeland? Mm-hmm. It seemed Im- impossible, if not even, I mean, improbable, but mm-hmm. the possibility of that's crazy. And the United States had a big support in that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they were recognized as a sovereign nation in 1948. So that was one massive thing that had uh, basically one of the final things that really needed to happen before this next thing we're going to talk about. So the next thing that we believe, and people, some people don't think this is a literal thing, but it's talked about several times. We believe there's going to be what's called a rapture of the church, which that basically means that the church, the people who profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Christians. They're, they're the bride of Christ, and that he will catch all of us up in the air to meet him and he will take us from the mess that's about to happen. Yes. And, and, and the Bible gives the understanding that, you know, basically you're going to be going along living life, two men working in the field and one turns around and the other's gone. Yep. And that's the way it's going to happen in what it says, a blink of an eye or a twinkling mm-hmm. of an eye. It's going to happen fast Mm -hmm. and there's no signs the bible gives no signs to let you know when that event's going to happen no first thessalonians 4 13 through 18 is a really clear telling of that and how Mm -hmm. that will happen but jesus talked about it and he basically said when he left it i could come back anytime so just be ready yep be ready and watch and wait and we'll not know when that day is near Right. We do know that since 1948, that was the last prophecy that really needed to happen before the rapture could happen. Yeah. So anytime since 1948, nothing else really needs to happen for the rapture to happen. So what I'm saying is if you all of a sudden stop hearing the sound of our voice on this podcast, (laughs) then then we're gone. I mean, it could literally happen tonight. It could happen in five years. It could happen in 50 years. We don't know. However, there is a lot that could happen Mm -hmm. between now and the time the rapture happens, Mm -hmm. but nothing has to happen according to scripture. So when that event happens and the church is taken away, um, we, we pray. Now there are a lot of people. Okay. So there are a lot of people who think that it's, that they're not sure that if Christians will be taken before or after these next events, we pray and we hope based on the scripture, we even, you know, the interpretation. A lot of smart minds, much smarter than us have determined that this is, will happen but but if we're not and if it's uh first who will be left during the rapture if christians are taken then anybody who is not called on the name of of jesus christ as their lord and savior will be left i don't mean just people who go to church i mean people who go to church will be left there'll be pastors who will be left because they did not in their hearts believe and confess their sins and say jesus is the only way to heaven so if you're faking it if you're faking it (laughs) what about charlie let's not talk about that that's our dog. That's our dog. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. We, we don't. Well, he doesn't have the he spirit. We don't, he doesn't have the Holy Spirit living inside of him. So, oh, if, our, if our kids eight, are listening, if Josie's listening to this, she's, that's not, we hadn't had that conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, back, back on. Back okay. On so, about. so when that event happens, that will begin the end that will be the mark the end of the church age, which is the age where Jesus mm-hmm. opened up salvation not just to the Jewish people, but anyone who calls on Jesus from the time of his time on earth until he comes back. That's the church age is what we believe yep. we're living in. But then when that happens, God's going to go back and pick up this timetable. It's like he pressed pause with Israel. He said, "I, you know, Israel was dispersed, and he said, and then he sent the Messiah for them." Most of Israel did not, most of the Jewish people did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. And so he, it became open then through, for the whole world, for anybody that they, they, they call Gentiles, anyone who's not a Jew, to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that's where Jesus, the church, is his bride. Mm-hmm. He came for the church. Um, 
Jew or Gentile, anyone of who whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ. And so once that has happened and he takes his bride from this earth, God will resume his plan and his promises that he will fulfill to the nation of Israel because mm-hmm. they are his chosen nation. They've said from the beginning when he called out Abraham and he's going to res- preserve his his nation of Israel. He's made that promise. What an amazing God. So think about this. God made a promise to Abram, who he renamed Abraham, mm-hmm. that he would always look favorably upon Israel and they would be his chosen people. Mm-hmm. And he has kept that promise true since then, 4,000 years ago or so, maybe yeah. something. And yet the Jewish people do not recognize his son as the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So even though they don't accept him, he accepts them. Mm. What a man, what a gracious God and what a trustworthy God. Yeah. You know? So that begins once the rapture that doesn't mean, happens. Let's clarify that does not mean that people who reject Jesus and, and are Jewish will still be saved during right this time, no, this church right. age. You're right. So um So once the rapture happens, then there's a seven year period called the tribulation period that will begin and (laughs) and basically it's exactly what it sounds tribulation during this time all hell is going to break loose on earth and i think that's a proper way to state that yeah so all the things that jesus what we said earlier that jesus said in matthew 24 with concerning nation will rise against nation and pestilence and lawlessness and Mm -hmm. all this this is when we're talking about that's going to happen so if you're not a believer and you weren't taken in the rapture then, man, this is going to be a tough time to be alive. Yeah, and even if during that time you accept Christ, it's going to be a tough time to live. Oh, man. Because um, you won't automatically go then. Yes, this is what we think of when we think the end times. When Jesus said, you see these things beginning to happen, mm-hmm. you'll know the end is near. It's during these this tribulation time. And the first three and a half years, what's going to happen is... Well, pause. You find this... I mean, this is what the whole book of Revelation is about. That's right. The revealing or... I mean, Jesus revealed all of this to um, John, the disciple who was exiled on an island, and he came and gave him all this stuff, which he couldn't understand. I mean, imagine living in biblical times and seeing all the... I mean, just even technology today. Airplanes and phones. Yeah, what is that? I I can't make sense of it. But um, this was revealed to him, and Jesus talked about it. He talked about things. He told us a lot of things that were going to happen. So um, Matthew 24, it continues on through 25. He's telling them a lot about things that are going to happen. And the next things we're going to tell you, all these things came out of either Jesus' own mouth and while he was on the earth or through the revelation on the island yes. or through Daniel or Ezekiel. These things have been prophesied in multiple places. Okay, so let's just recap. 1948, the Jewish nation is restored. And then the next thing that will happen is the rapture of the church or the calling up of Christians. Mm -hmm. And then you enter into a seven-year period called the tribulation. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the tribulation. What happens during this time? A lot of you guys have heard of the Antichrist. Yeah. And Well, he's just a movie figure. That's right. That's exactly right. And listen, throughout periods of history, people thought different people might have been the Antichrist. But this Antichrist will rise up in this time Bonnie, imagine the rapture happens, thousands, not millions of people are taken from the earth, Christians, mm-hmm. just gone. Yeah. The, you think now is crazy? You think 2020 is crazy? Somebody's got to explain that mess happening. Imagine <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be mass chaos, mm-hmm. tragic. Mm-hmm. And so the world's going to need a leader yep. to step up and say, listen, I got this and I'll lead. And that's what the Antichrist is going to be. Well, and and you Antichrist, anything that's anti-Jesus, anything mm-hmm. opposite of Jesus. But here's the thing: he nobody's going to think, "Oh, this bad devil's rising up." No. He will be slick. He will be helpful. People will think he has got the answer to all the world's problems, and he's going to come out of a ten nation federation. There'll be ten nations that will be working together, and he will arise as the leader of that, and everybody else will support him. Listen, you think there was a group of people that liked Obama, and you think there's a group of people that love Trump? Yeah. Everybody is going to love this guy. Worldwide. Worldwide, this guy's going to step up and supposedly have the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to be slick. He's going to be uh, sought out, or, you know, viewed as a great leader. Yep. And he's going to set up a one-world order, 
where it, the whole world works on this same government and the same economic system. Um, and by the end, though, midway through, people are going to realize, okay, this guy ain't nice. No. He's going to turn, and anybody, but anybody who refuses to actually worship him and believe in him as God mm-hmm. will not be allowed to buy and sell anything. People will be starving to death. He's going to persecute Christians because there will be a lot of people who will come to Jesus during that time. And anybody that doesn't follow this leader, uh, you're going to pretty much be, I mean, he's going to unleash some wrath. You've heard of them. A lot of people have heard of the Mark of the Beast. This is when, this tribulation period is when that's going to happen. That if you don't accept this mark, be whatever it is, you don't buy, you don't sell, you don't trade, you don't eat, you don't work. Mm -hmm. And to accept the mark, you have to bow down before this person. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got to say this. At the beginning of the tribulation period, he makes a a contract, a peace treaty with Israel, Mm -hmm. the nation of Israel. However, three and a half years into that, he breaks it. He breaks it, yep. and um, and they and an attack is set up against Israel. Now at that time, that enters the period called the Great Tribulation, mm-hmm. uh, when yep. literally Satan um, comes into this comes guy. into this guy, and and uh, now so that's, that's a lot of detail. It's a lot of detail. That is a lot of detail of things that have been said will happen. So if you're still here and you're seeing that stuff happen, that's what's going on. And download the show notes, find all this scripture, look it up, read it for yourself. Um, this is some major stuff, and it's it's like a movie, isn't it? It is, and not a good one, not one. No. Um, so after that, after that seven-year period, everybody's going to come up against Israel. Everybody's going to want to attack Israel they will be because hated. they're going to be coming up against this Antichrist. I and mean, the world loves him, remember? That's right. And this is what we've heard about the Battle of Armageddon, so to speak, is what you've probably heard it called. And at this time, everybody's going to come against Israel, and Jesus is going to say, you know what? Nope. There is a physical place where the Battle of Armageddon mm-hmm. will be fought. Yep. And they will come to fight against Israel and then uh, all these nations will actually will come against each other, and then they'll realize that they have a bigger foe, mm. and that's that's Christ. Yep, he's going to come back. This will be the actual second coming. We don't talk about the rep- rapture as the second coming because no. that, the world won't see him then. Only right. his saints will. But during the second coming, the whole world will behold that's right. Jesus and recognize who he is. And he will come back, and he will... Take care of business. He will. With a breath, he will take care of business. And at that time, Scripture tells us that Satan is bound up, and uh, Christ sets up his kingdom here on earth for a thousand years. This is called the millennial reign. Mm-hmm. So uh, so let's recap this again. 1948, Israel becomes a nation. The rapture, the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist steps up. War, rumor, war, pestilence, all this kind of stuff. And then... The Battle of Armageddon. And then Satan is bound up, and then Christ sets up his millennial reign for a thousand years. And then what's hap- what happens after a thousand years? Oh, it's not good at the beginning. Satan is loosed, and when he's let out for, for after that thousand years, then Jesus is going to take him, and he's going to bind him up for good and throw him into the lake of, of fire for, eternal, for forever. Eternal torment. Um. And at that time, this is awesome. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we don't know exactly what that looks like, um, but it's set up for all eternity for the saints, for the people who worship Jesus, and the, He's going to reign forever. So, huh. as much as I like the fall and football season and kayaking and travel and adventure, this new heaven and this new earth mm-hmm. is going to make that just seem terrible. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be amazing and this is what god has for his saints so think about this guys if the rapture were to happen today in seven years christ could come back and start his Mm. millennial reign and that is exciting if you're a believer it's terrifying if you're not if you're not yeah and um so a lot of crazy things so um it, it in high school Bonnie and I, we were both in different plays or musicals or different stuff like that. We both, we like sports and all, but we also did that. Yeah. And um, and so if you think about a play, you've got the actors, 
you've got the orchestra, you got the people that build the sets. A lot goes on to put on this production. And then once the stage is set, the tickets are sold, mm-hmm. you're sitting there in the auditorium listening to the music, waiting for the curtain to rise. Mm-hmm. Here's where we are. We're sitting in the auditorium hmm. waiting for the curtain to rise. Mm-hmm. Tickets are still being sold, and I pray they sell a lot. Mm-hmm. People are still coming to know Jesus, but we're waiting on that curtain to go up. Yeah. And, uh, and that curtain is the calling up of the saints. It's the rapture. But there's a lot in our world that, and that could still happen yeah. even before that. And I think that's where we want to, what we want to do is answer that initial question. What are the things that's going on in the world right now that we're seeing on CNN or Fox News or Headline News or reading on social media? Mm-hmm. What do all those events have to do with the end times, if this doesn't really start until the rapture happens and the, and the tribulation happens, mm-hmm. how, what do these things have to do with all that? How are they setting the stage? Well, all these things that are going to happen, do like we said, we'll start somewhere. And I think we're starting to see things move into place. And um, one thing that you need to know is that the nation of Israel is front and center. It's, the nation of Israel is important. So don't look at the United States right now, what's happening, although there's a lot happening. Yeah. Um, look toward the Middle East. So coronavirus doesn't mean, oh, Jesus has come back, the coronavirus is here. Mm, not necessarily. It just means thing, conditions are getting more and more favorable and moving toward some things. And here's, I heard a pastor not long ago say that um, Israel is the time clock, that the Middle East is the hour hand, Israel is the minute hand, and Jerusalem is the second hand. It's like there's so much happening over there that we're oblivious to because we are in our little bubble in the United mm-hmm. States and things are good for us here. I mean, <laughs> even with coronavirus and yeah. all this stuff, we probably are still one of the most free nations in the entire world. We have a lot. We have freedom of worship where people all over the, the all over the world are being persecuted for their faith. And that's a sign as well of the end of the age. And do for now, we have freedom of worship. For now. Kind of. But we handed over... Some of that was taken with Corona, and we didn't That's even right. realize it. That's right. You know, now we still are able to worship online as the church, and the church has done a great job at that. But only small amount of people can gather That's at right. a time, and all these restrictions that are stipulations that, that are um, state enforced and mandates, and we are a very short breath away from giving over that freedom completely. Would you imagine in January no. that we wouldn't have met as a church for months. four or five no. months? No. No, and, and it's That's crazy. That's happened. It's crazy. So, so the nation of Israel, let's get back to that. Yep. That is the focal point. So when you're thinking about Christ's return and the end of age, that's really where you need to look. Everything mm-hmm. else are supporting characters mm-hmm. that just kind of sets the temperature. But that's where it's really going to, that's really what determines. Okay, so back Christ's way return. up where Israel was, was, his name was, orig- Israel came, was named after a guy named Jacob, God changed his name to Israel. And so Israel, he was a descendant of Abraham. God made a promise to to Abraham that he would never completely forsake his people. He would make him a great nation. He would always preserve a remnant. And God's going to keep his promises to Abraham. All this time, he has kept his promises. And then Ezekiel predicted they'd be scattered. Like we said, 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. The people were scattered. But it was also prophesied it would come back together which we said happened in 1948. Um, They were declared a sovereign state. So the whole story takes place around Israel. So that's where you need to keep your eyes. There's always been conflict over there. It's predicted there would be. There's always been conflict over there. But um, Ezekiel also prophesies that there will be an attack on Israel in the last days. Um, And... So, so what's happening over he, there now? He actually gives us the name of those countries that's going to attack Israel yeah. in the last days and come against it. Uh-huh. Um, now, the names he gives were the names of the, the lands then, uh-huh. and we just take the current lands and put the modern-day name with that. Right. Um, but the Bible tells us clearly that the countries that will attack Israel, it'll be four nations from the north, and it names them name by name. And for the first time since Israel returned to their homeland in 1948, this is crazy. I mean, mm. this is today. Happening, this is uh, happening right headline, this second. Headlines in, in Israel right now. All four of these countries currently have troops positioned on the northern border of Israel. 
So yeah. you think about these countries. You've got you've got Russia, you've got Iran, you've got Turkey. Mm-hmm. I mean, those countries yeah. are right there. Mm-hmm. And what brought those countries there? If you had said this, if you had looked at this in 1970, you'd have thought this is this is crazy. Iran's see. one of Israel's greatest friends. Yeah. But what's happened over the past 50 years? Now they're one of their biggest enemies. Why? Because Israel has oil. Israel has what they want. And so a few years ago, ISIS, when ISIS came on the scene, then the United States and Russia and Iran and Turkey, we all set up to protect, protect Israel, Israel yeah. and defeat ISIS. Mm-hmm. Well, now that they're out, the United States, we're digging our own oil now. Trump is, mm-hmm. you know, we're not dependent on them for that. We've pulled troops out of that. Obama pulled us out of that region then, and now we don't need the oil. And so now we're out of that. And we got our own thing going on in the Pacific with China. But those countries are still still sitting right there like a Mm -hmm. mile from the border. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, and there's also great unrest over there right now because something else has happened. Is And Netanyahu is the prime minister over there. He's saying we're going to annex a portion of the West Bank. That has not formally been under their control. They believe it's part of the original. Palestinians have lived there. Yes. And nobody is happy about it. Nobody in the world except Israel and Donald Trump and his Republicans. Mm -hmm. Not even the Democrats in the United States is happy about this. And so that was... um, that was supposed to go through July 1st or begin to work on yeah. it. It's They're in the middle of it. And, and mm-hmm. the question is whether they're going to push through with that. But that's bringing massive amounts of unrest. And you mm-hmm. say, well, they know there's been unrest there forever. Yes, but never like now mm-hmm. because everything is playing together. And, mm-hmm. and the countries that need to align to attack Israel. Unsuspectingly. Unsuspectingly have aligned. Yep. And you're like, how, how could Israel be taken off guard? Well, they can be taken off guard because <laughs> these guys are right there. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah. A few miles away. Okay, so. so Israel's key, but what about the United States? Here's the second big thing here is. Yeah, and this is <laughs> news to a lot of Americans because we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. The U.S. won't be a part of events in Israel in or we will not be a major and we won't be a major player in yeah. the end times prophecy. Well, and scripture says that there's not going to be any major superpower come to their aid when they're attacked there. There's no. not going to be a United States riding in to charge in and no. say, we're helping, get out, leave them alone. So that's not going to happen. Now, has has the U.S. had a hand in biblical prophecy? Absolutely. We were one of the big promo- proponents to help them become a sovereign nation mm-hmm. back in 1948. Goodness, you know, you think about the ministry of Billy Graham and the thousands upon thousands of people that he preached the gospel to across the world. The United States, God has used in massive ways. Yeah, as a friend of Israel. As a friend of Israel and a proponent of preaching the gospel. However, we are not a player in the end times. Well, and I remember thinking, that's crazy. As big of a, you know, I, I, for years I've thought, how in the world will, you know, I mean, is the United States going to just be wiped off the map? Because there's no way any of our, no any of our presidents. wiped off the map, right? Yeah, there's no way that's going to happen. There's no way that as a superpower we're going to let somebody come in and pick on Israel, but. However, no superpower in the scripture, no superpower comes uh-huh. to the aid of Israel well, and, when that attack happens. Well, I'll say with all the stuff going on right now. You start to think, huh? Okay, so, so there, we may we may just not be interested over there anymore. We might have our own fish to fry. We might have our like big, we said, we don't need their oil. China's a big a big thing we got going on uh-huh. in the Pacific. We got a lot going on in our country. Yep, we just may be you know with maybe the coronavirus and our own civil unrest and you know all kinds of stuff. Our our economy and um, our economy may not be able to fund helping That's another right. nation. And, and here's um, another thing. I, we've got an election coming up. Right now, we have a president that that has great relations with Israel and mm-hmm. wants to support them. But, but the Democrats don't. So whether you like Trump or whether you don't or whether you're a Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. this is just this is just fact that uh, Joe Biden doesn't want to have that kind of relationship with Israel. Yeah. And so if... The November election happens and Trump's not voted back in and Biden is, then that changes our relationship with Israel. With Israel. And oh. that's a that's a scary thing, whether you like yeah. Trump or not. That's a scary thing. So, yeah, any of those things could conceivably, where I would have said 10 years ago, nah, that wouldn't happen. Those things are all 
could come into place, whether it's this election or maybe in, in the following one. We don't know um, who's going who's gonna to be making calling the shots. This and is the kind of thing we think about in our marriage adventure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we talk about when we're sitting by a lake by ourselves. You want to talk about an adventure. This yeah. is an adventure. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so one, Israel's important. Two, the United States is not going to be in the middle of that. And three, so... So what is the coronavirus and all this stuff that we're seeing happening? What does it mean? Yeah. How is it setting? Maybe it, how is it setting potentially the world stage for what's going to happen? Well, I think one, we've seen a lot in this coronavirus. Like we said, we saw Uh within a matter of 24 hours, a doctor stand on TV and say, hey, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. We just did it. Yeah, no, and, and, and listen, no mandates, but no Congress meeting, no, no passing no, of bills. No. Just go home and don't come back, and we did it. And rightfully so. This is a, a devastating sure. disease, and, and sure. people have died. And listen, I'm sitting here waiting on a on the test results back, um, yeah. and I feel pretty fine. But um, but even though to say that we just gave up a handful of constitutional rights, sure. Out of, out of fear and out of something very real. Yeah. So quickly, easily, very quickly. And you got to remember, as we're talking about the end times, these things will happen at the end. They've got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like we're going to go from zero to 60 overnight. These things will begin to shape, begin to shape, begin to shape. Christ raptures the church and, and, Boom! You're there. Conditions will be right. Conditions but, will be right. I mean, right. just think about just think about the world's need for a leader or somebody to step up and give us an answer to this coronavirus right now. Exactly. I mean, we just need somebody to all right, figure this thing out, and yep. everybody's looking for an answer. So, how much more when things get way worse? Are we looking for someone to come in? You know, just giving us a great strong leader. Yep, yep. Well, here's some things that we do know according to Scripture um, that that will be happening in that time. And one, we do know that there will be a one-world government and mm-hmm. economic system. Now, I can easily see if millions of people are taken from this earth during the rapture, all the Christians are out, how easy and quick it could be to set up a one-world mm-hmm. government and a one-world economic system. Mm-hmm. But we've been setting the stage for that mm-hmm. already, even now. So think, what about the economic system? Mm-hmm. So... Bonnie and I have been on the Dave Ramsey cash plan for 20 years, right? Yes. We started the envelope system yeah. a few years into our marriage. Yep. We've been doing cash. I mean, every that. two weeks I go and get out a certain amount of cash and I spend out of that envelope. When it's gone, it's gone. And we're That's done right. spending for the week or for those two weeks until we get and, the next paycheck. And it's more so from a budgeting standpoint, not a credit cards no, or evil no. Mark of the Beast type thing. It was more so that it helps us control our spending and know yes. what we have. But. However. <laughs> Since the coronavirus, we use our debit because nowhere's taking cash anymore. It's dirty. I mean, (laughs) I remember a couple of years ago, we went to SunTrust Park, which is the Braves Stadium. Uh, Well, the old name of it. But we went there to a Braves game. We didn't take a credit card. We just took cash. We couldn't buy anything. No one took cash. Mm -hmm. You could pay with Apple Pay, Google Pay. but. We're like, since when are they not, do people not take cash? There was one place in the whole stadium that took, right. took cash. And it shocked us a little bit. We're like, what in the world? And now I'm not using cash anymore because people aren't taking it or they can't give back change or it's dirty. And so I've been wanting to just, you know, I've been, yep. I've been guilty of that too, of just saying, okay, let me use my debit card because it's the least amount of contact I have to have with Listen, someone else. When we bought our dog, we wrapped the cash <laughs> in a Clorox wipe and handed it to the guy. It was Out like the, the window. funniest drug Able. dog deal ever. I know. But the, the coronavirus has expedited that whole digital currency thing yeah. and gotten, and I think it's going to get rid of cash. Yeah. Matter of fact, you'll see signs at stores talking about you know, don't use cash or we don't have coins shortage yeah. on that. Yeah. And that's, that's expedited that whole thing. And a, a one world government in 1970 or 20 years ago, even how would you be able to, to, how would you be able to track mm. one economic system? Well, if it's all digital. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, they can track everything I spent at Kroger this week. Every down to they're tracking everything to, we say right now. Yeah, I mean, well, you can track everything. It's not just here's the total at that store. You go back to return something. You don't even you just turn in your credit card. You don't even have to have the receipt because yep. they know you purchased it there because it's on your yep. credit card. 
Yeah, and you know how you talk about something and it shows up in your Facebook feed. Oh, yeah. I mean, so one world government, one world economic system, that's happening, guys. That's we not have a, far-fetched. We carry a chip everywhere we go uh-huh. in our phones and our, in our credit cards. Mm-hmm. So, and we're tracked. So that's happening right now, and I think corona has just expedited that and sped that up a lot. Another thing I think we're seeing through the coronavirus is – we're seeing a destabilization in the EU or the European Union. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so why is that important? Well, because when this Antichrist steps up, then he's going to have a 10 nation uh, federation that's going to rule. It's the kind world. of a league of 10 nations. Yeah. And the, the, the EU has what, 26, 27 nations mm-hmm. right now. And uh, so whether it's going to be the European Union or that's going to crumble or that's going to whittle down somehow. But the EU right now is is really destabilized. As a matter of fact, um, the UK is not participating in a lot of the the uh, coronavirus stuff that, mm-hmm. that the EU is, is doing. Well, they've and got they're they're kind of like okay, I, I'm, we're going to take care of our own stuff. We yeah, got our we'll own shut fishing. our borders. Yep. You take care of you. We'll take care of yep. us, kind of thing. And so, um, so that is that's a huge thing. I think another thing we're seeing in this day and age is technology. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's not just because of the coronavirus, but um, at one point in the tribulation, the whole world will be able to see the events happening. They'll, this is the whole world will see the rebuilt temple in Israel, and we can see that now. Yeah. So you think about the smartphone, the Apple, the iPhone came out in 07. So oh, think about, all this was, was that 13 years ago? Think about all that's changed in the last 13 years from technology. It's just moving so fast. And how fast. Uh-huh. And that's the birth pains. It's just happening and happening and happening and happening. And once that rapture happens, it's going to happen at the speed of light. So there's a lot going on in the world besides the coronavirus. The the civil unrest in the United States could play a a portion of how healthy we are as a country to participate in this because Mm -hmm. obviously we're not. And it destabilizes the United States, which is what's going on with law enforcement and our race relations and everything. So to answer the question, is what going on, what's going on in the world, does it have anything to do with the end times? I believe it does. I think it all does. I think it all does. Because there is a timetable that's been laid out plainly in Scripture, and we're moving closer and closer to it every day. And things are unfolding more and more and more. And and back when the prophets wrote these things, and Jesus said, okay, look, you're, you're going to get to look into things that angels long to look into, or these prophets didn't even understand. The books are sealed up, and they don't get it. They don't know what this means. But we're able now to look at current events and say, oh, that's that what makes it. sense. That makes so much sense. Even it's 20, to 30 years ago, it didn't make sense. Nope. But no. now I look at that, and, um, and I'm like, it's crazy. that totally makes sense. So if you're a Christian and the rapture of the church could happen any time, what does this bring back to our marriage? Because this is a marriage podcast. Yeah. And, um, and so we've got some action steps for you. We have, we have yeah. some things. Here's where, where we bring this back together. Because this is a lot of biblical information that we normally don't take the time to explain on our no, podcast. No, but, no. So it's a little bit more heady than what we, where we normally are. But here's the thing. We shared, we shared several months back that... Are those a, dogs next door? The are dogs are be, next door or driving me crazy. <laughs> they going to be raptured? Sorry. No. So here's the thing. We've talked about this many times about how our family has a mission. We know what we're called to as a husband and wife and as a family. We did a podcast about that. We did that. a podcast about that. But as a family and as a husband and wife, you need to stay on mission. Christ, what is that mission? Jesus gave it to us in Matthew 28. He said, go and make disciples. And if we really believe this is going to happen, which I sure hope you do, then we don't have time to waste, guys. And we hang around people every day that don't know Jesus. Who have never heard this, probably. Never heard this, but probably never heard about the saving grace of Jesus. And listen, I hang around good people, mm-hmm. people who are probably far better people than I am yeah. that that don't have Jesus in their life. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes that's the hardest person to to see the need yeah. for that because they think they don't need it. They're already good. And we all know that you can't get to heaven based on good works. Right. Um, you get to heaven by one way, and that's through the uh, life-given blood of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. So number one, we've got to stay on mm-hmm. mission as a family. And number two, we've got to do something that's really hard to do right now, and that's just live above the fray. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of 
fear. There's a lot of questions people are asking. People are saying, what if Trump is not elected? Well, what if Trump is elected? You know, and, the, and, and either whichever side you're on, that's got people worried, you know. And there, but let me just say this. There is no, there's no person, no um, president, no political party, no movement that can usurp or overturn the events that we've been talking about today. Because God said they're going to happen. That's right. And whether you think Trump's going to make America great again or he's not. I can tell you this. America's, America's not going to be great again. No. Not according to Scripture. As much as I love that idea. As much as I love this country. Yeah. We don't see it. Yep. But we can't put our hope in a person or any kind of movement or anything that says this is going to save us and make things better. But but we do have hope. We yep. have got the greatest hope of all because we we have seen how this unfolds and we have our hope in Jesus. So we know the end of the story. So we've got to live above that free. We've got to we got to know what's going on, but it can't rattle us and we can't get so entangled in those things that we lose sight of our mission. Yep. Um, number, number three, you have to stay united as a couple. If you're going to stay on mission as a Christian couple, you've got to stay united. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time to waste being distracted, arguing over selfish, petty Stupid yeah. things in our marriage. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to be distracted and not live on mission and share the love of Jesus with your neighbors and the people around you. Mm-hmm. It, it takes our focus off our mission. And time is short, guys. If you knew that you had 24 hours left on this earth, what would you do? I guarantee you wouldn't argue over stupid stuff. No. And we just don't know. I mean, it could happen today. It could happen mm-hmm. in... 10 years. It could happen in 50 years. Who knows? And look, I get it. There are real issues that some of you in your marriage are dealing with. There are conversations you're having you never thought you'd be having. But some of the divisiveness that's happening in our marriage is just even further proof that the enemy wants to destroy what God has said is good. He knows his time is short, so he's just going to get in and mess up whatever he can. And right now, the easiest target might be your marriage. So you've got to guard it. That's right. And here's probably the last, but the most important thing we want to say. Yep. Make sure that you are prepared for Christ's return at any moment. And there's really one thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. And that is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It, living a good life, doing more good works than, than, than bad things is not going to get you into heaven. No, it's not just tipping a scale of Jesus more said good that. than bad. He said, I am the only way there's one way to get to God the Father and that's through me mm-hmm. and if you've never invited Jesus Christ to come in your heart and be your Lord and Savior I I plead with you mm-hmm. please do that you uh, one we're not guaranteed tomorrow but you also you do not want to be around no. uh, in these end times no. and um, so as Christians if you're listening and you are Christian then you don't need to be fearful Mm-mm. all these things have to happen. And you don't need to be ins- discouraged. I heard somebody saying, say a preacher say, you know, everybody's saying the world's just falling apart. But what I love what he said. He said, no, the world is falling together. Everything's just, falling in place. Just as Jesus said it would. And this is the most exciting time to be alive, I think. Yeah. As exciting as it was to be alive when Christ was here walking the earth, mm-hmm. I think this is, is just as exciting or more exciting mm-hmm. to see all this prophecy fulfilled. And yeah. God is faithful to his promises. So we don't need to shut down and stop worshiping. The church isn't made of buildings. It's made of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Even if your building is closed, don't don't disconnect from believers and from sound biblical teaching. That's right. Unless they connected. So and today don't, has... don't close yourself off to other people either. I mean, they right. need Jesus. You can't just lock yourself in the, your house and stay disconnected because we have something very important to tell these people in a very scary time that they need. That's right. Well, we've hit a lot on today's podcast, and this is a very different podcast. We we deliberated and and, and talked, do we need to do this? But it's something that we're passionate passionate about, about, we're studying through, and and we thought we'd share that with you. I don't think we'd be good stewards of this platform if we left off one of the most important things. That's exactly right. And so um, there are... uh, there are some really good Bible scholars that we're we're listening to, we're studying from. Uh, you can find on YouTube the likes of Don Stewart, Jack Hibbs, David Jeremiah. These guys aren't aren't making crazy fanatical no. proclamations. They're just taking scripture and then looking at current events through the that lens. And so a lot of what you've heard today you might hear from them as well. 
So thanks for joining us today on the Marriage Adventure Podcast. Um, We hope you'll be back next (laughs) week with us and uh, join us again. So don't forget to subscribe. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.